comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Hey everybody, welcome to Comic Book Logic's Year in Preview. <laughs> Uh, Kevin and I, uh, my co-host, as always, will be going over this year's roster of upcoming comic book movies. All 700 of them. <laughs> Seven bajillion. Um, so we're going to get this going because there's a lot of movies that we want to talk about. And of course, you know, we want to put interstitials and everything else in between. So we don't want to take up too much of your time. It's kind of a good little preview. We did this last year. Uh, for those who are unaware... We're going to talk about the movie, and then we're going to give a little bit, uh, we're going to give our kind of our preview of what, of whether or not you should see this movie, and our rating scale this year is going to be IMAX 3D, surround sound. Yeah, go all in. Go all in. Get the, get the most out of your, yeah. you know, $27 movie ticket. <laughs> see it in the theater. Um, it's going to be Netflix, catch it on TV, or avoid at all costs. <laughs> uh, that's That's the last one. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any avoided all costs this year. I have, to, I have, I, I don't know. Since the last yeah. time I went over the, I went over this list. I think uh, like about a week ago. So I might have to, you know, give myself uh, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but Kevin might. I'm sure he will. I don't know. We'll see. Right. So um, first up, we have. Well, let's just yeah, diving right into it. Um, our first comic book movie of the year is going to come out on February 10th. And it is the Lego Batman. Hey, did you see the Lego movie? Yes, yes, and the, I liked it. Yeah. I think it, I think it was it was clever. It was one of those that when it was coming out, everyone was like, "What could this possibly be?" Because this the idea of making the movies out of Lego. It didn't make any sense no. to us, but uh, very clever. Yes, and the Will Arnett Batman featured in that was amusing for the few minutes he was on screen. And now he gets an entire movie all to himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a, this is a, a major release animated movie done with Legos done by almost pretty much the same crew. Um, it's got the, uh, Will Arnett returning as Bruce Wayne. Um, Seth Graham green is uh, writing it, and he's the one who did Dark Shadows and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, so you know he has two quality movies under his belt. <laughs> right. Uh, Chris McKay is going to direct. He's actually pretty good. He's He do does a lot of the robot chicken stuff. Yeah. So, he d so depending on how this movie is going to ro roll, it could either be amazing or it could be crappy. Yeah. Um, this is one of those ones that it's like, this could be like the funniest thing I've ever seen. If they do it in the kind of like short kind of sketch type jokes or if yeah. it's like one long narrative, it might not work. Yeah. Um, from the previews that we've seen, um, it's very meta. They talk about, you know, his his brief stints in 1989, 1990, <laughs> 94, 96. To, yeah, yeah, the trailers have, have done a good job of setting this up as being... Uh, just yeah, very self-aware and very silly. Yeah, um, and you're not gonna look at this as like, and that's kind of nice because knowing that Batman, the on-screen Batman, has been and will continue to be very grim yeah. and very serious, and we can talk a little bit more about that in the uh, later in this episode. <laughs> but uh, I, I think this will be a good opportunity to kind of see like. Why is Batman fun? Yeah. Why do people 
or keep going back can to we, this. Can we have fun with a grim Batman? Like, even though Batman is grim, does everything around him have to be grim? Right. Yeah. It's like, can we play in this area? I mean, like, yeah, Michael Sarah is is playing the Rob is playing Robin, reuniting for Rust Development with Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he seems to be having a lot more fun, Michael Sarah, as opposed to Hey, how you doing, <laughs> Michael Sarah? Yeah, that we got when we did uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He doesn't have to be on screen. I think no. maybe that's what makes yeah. him uncomfortable. I mean, the fact that he they they acknowledge that Robin's like, oh, these pants are too tight, and he rips them off, and it's like underwear. I'm, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, like that's great. I, I I appreciate that. So this could be very. This could be good. This yeah. could this could be. This could be terrible too. Jenny Slate, yeah. uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Billy D. Williams. I yeah, guess. he's playing Two Face. Yeah, <laughs> comic talent Billy D. Williams. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Ray Fine. Ray, Ray Fine Fines is, is playing uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, and uh, um, the Night Nurse uh, is playing. Uh, uh, yeah, Batgirl. Rosario Rosario Dawson, Dawson is playing. Mm-hmm. Is playing Batgirl. So it, I, I'm I'm not too worried. I. I have a kid. I'm going to take my kid to go see this. She's very excited for it. She already bought some Lego Batman pajamas today. <laughs> so, who knows? There you go. All right. So, uh, on our scale from IMAX, uh, trash it or we or uh, avoid it at all costs. Where are we gonna Where are we gonna land on this one? Uh, Lego Movie was really good. Uh, the trailers for this look good. I'm not really like. I don't go all in on this whole. Like, the Lego thing. I haven't played any of the games. I know people love kind of this weird animated Lego world. Um, I would not pay IMAX prices for this. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know if it's being released in IMAX, but we're assuming that it will be uh, because everything is. Yeah. Um, I would would say definitely see this one in the theater. Yeah. Enjoy the heck out of it. I'm going with Netflix because I'm hedging my bets on this one. Okay. you know, I'm going to go see it in the theater because I have I have a child. However, you know, many of the people who are listening to this don't have children, so yeah. it's like, do you got to make the, you got to make this decision of whether or not I'm going to go see this in the theater? I'm going to pay ten dollars to go see this in the theater. I would probably wait till it comes up. Maybe I think just, it's yeah. colorful enough. I think yeah. it's I think it'll be appreciated on a bigger screen. But I'm yeah, that's I, fair. I'm going to tell you guys kind of read the reviews on this one because <laughs> you know this is going to be one of those ones that's going to be pretty dis- divisive I, I believe it's either going to be critically acclaimed as the next great thing or it's going to be kind of like this is terrible why am i wasting my time watching this i'm a little surprised there haven't been early reviews yet for this one it's coming out in a few weeks yeah so. all right um and also with the lego movie i was i liked the lego movie for the majority of it however i felt the ending was just a complete and utter betrayal of kind of everything that lego is all about <laughs> you know because it's like this dad he's sitting there and he, he just wants to build his legos he has a hard job he comes home and his dang wiener kids are messing up his legos his only thing that brings him joy and solace in this world yeah and, and, and then we're made to feel like the bad guy because the dad is like mad at the kid for messing up his stuff and what's great <laughs> is that there's this idea that like we're mad at the dad yeah. because the dad is telling the kid how not to play with Legos. Yeah. But the moral, part of the moral is the dad's playing with Legos wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I it's mean, like, no, there is a wrong way, apparently. It's just that it's the mean old Will Ferrell. I know. It's And it's so bizarre because you're made to believe this is all going on in the kid's head. But at the same time, it's like, no, 
these Legos are real. And they can't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get what's going on here. There's so many mixed messages. Yeah, and a little the, confusing. There's a song, Everything is Awesome, Everything is Great When You're Part of a Team. I mean, it's all about conformity, mm-hmm. and, but it's like, that's not the message of the movie. No. <laughs> it's it's I so confusing. Know. I got so kind of mad when I was watching it. <laughs> It's like there's there's no consistency in this art. <laughs> Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today. To see if I still feel I focus on the pain Hey Joe, hey Kevin, Pat B here. Sorry I couldn't join you in the studio for this one, but uh, I did manage to come up with some movies that I want to see this year, year 2017. So my RB for most anticipated movie of 2017 has got to go to Logan. Uh, I always love seeing Wolverine on the big screen, and I think this movie uh, has a little bit of a darker spin on it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. And uh, my RB for runner-up, most anticipated movie of 2017, this definitely definitely has to be Lego Batman, because uh, it just looks awesome. So, uh, yeah, there are my uh, RB winners. This is an RB show, right? We're handing out Arby's? All right, see you guys. <laughs> so And no, Pat, we're not giving out Arby's. Yeah. Um, Arby's is not a sponsor of this. He's talking about the food chain. I, I right? believe the so. Fast food chain, and also our anticipated movie of the year will not be Logan, no, <laughs> which will be but coming here out we are. March third, <sighs> which was which is Logan, the f bomb dropping Hugh Jackman's Wang seeing Logan that we're <laughs> it's coming. Uh, Logan, this is this is essentially being touted as the last. X-Men movie, mm. I guess. Um I don't know where they're kind of going with this, but this is a this is supposedly like the end of the whole uh Brian Singer X-Men universe thing that's going on. Uh Old they're Man Logan. the restart button, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like profits are down, they hit the big reset button. Yeah. Uh this is Hugh Jackman's last outing as Wolverine as well. Uh I'll believe that when it happens. <laughs> I feel like after every wolf, I feel like every Wolverine movie or X Men movie is the last. Well, after time every X Men movie, Hugh Jackman tries to do Kate and Leopold or Australia or Les Miserables, <laughs> and they do terrible. And so he's got to go back to doing Logan. Uh, can I yeah. name any more Hugh Jackman failures? <laughs> there have been a few. What was the Swordfish? Oh, God. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Um, so this one is Logan is an old man based off the comic book series, Old Man Logan, yeah. where he and Professor X are living in a, um, uh, I, I guess, common law marriage on the border with Mexico. <laughs> in and, a trailer. And I, an I, old van yeah, down by the river. Everything's dusty. Yeah. Um, it, looks, it, it's, it looks like it could be, you know, very... Well, once upon a time in the West, or or a man with no name, feeling mm. like a Western, it will not be that. No, no. There's a. It's of course it's that the two British heavy villainous actors, uh, Richard E. Grant and Stephen Merchant, in it, <laughs> <laughs> playing the bad guys. Uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Merchant's playing Caliban, and Richard E. Grant might be playing Mister Sinister. We don't quite know yet. 
Well, it's interesting. Uh, James Mangold is the director uh, of this, who directed the last. He directed the Wolverine, the Wolverine which which I kind of wish that uh, which it annoys me that this is not being called the Logan, the Logan, just because everything was the and it was it always seemed uh, pointless. But he also directed the uh, the the Three Ten to Yuma remake and Walk the Line. Oh. So uh, he and the aforementioned Kate and Leopold. Did but he really? He, yes, he did. <laughs> nice. yes, I he didn't did, know which that. I didn't know either until I was just double checking that um <laughs> so he has a little bit of credentials 310 to Yuma was 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 fine and um you didn't like 310 to Yuma? i, I, thought, I thought it was, it was fi- i thought it was fine it's actually the uh the first movie that uh, uh that the, the movie that uh, my now wife and i saw on our first date that's a terrible first date movie yeah we weren't planning on going to see a movie but it was like let's go see a movie and that was what was playing <laughs> you're like oh christian bale <laughs> well and she was like he was in newsies she <laughs> When we met, she has since, thanks to Batman and his uh, steroid-induced American accent and how he only does Batman voice now, yeah. she no longer has uh, a big crush on Christian Bale. Yeah. But she did in his British Newsies slash Velvet Goldmine days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the ladies gold. love Velvet Goldmine. Yeah, and the Wolverine was... It was better than X-Men Wolverine Origins. Let's put it that way. But it still suffers the fate of every single one of these Fox X-Men movies, which is, hey, pretty great first act. Third act is abysmal. Abysmal special effects, as Kevin likes to put, people moving their hands around. Yes. And it is... A lot of that. Every single X-Men movie, with the exception of maybe one or two of them, has been that exact same formula, and yeah. it just, it's been completely ruining the series since day one. I have a feeling this will be great, very moody in the first act. You know, we get to see Logan, there's going to be lots of character development mm-hmm. and building of, like, the world that's, that, that's this apocalyptic world that's going on around us. And the third act is literally going to be a bunch of people shooting at each other. Yeah, I've not been terribly hopeful for this one because of the whole development issues, how this has been coming for so long. I mean, it didn't quite fall into the the black hole that like Gambit fell into, but <laughs> it's was close because I remember this was coming. It was announced and then it didn't even have a title until like yeah. a month ago. Like, <laughs> you know, it just it's it didn't get. And part of me is like, that's fine because I get a little bit exhausted with the like knowing that a movie's coming and the little trickles of, yeah. you know, big, this is what the costume's going to look like. And this is what this guy's going to look like. And who's this one playing? Yeah. You know, like, I don't need that. But this wasn't much better than that. It was just an exhausting, like, it, look, is this movie coming out or not? Well, and my favorite thing is, is like, everyone's making comparisons like, oh, this is The Last of Us, the movie, The Last of Us being this great video game. Um, it's very <clears throat> similar in plot. But I was like... Is that, a, is that also a Lego game? <laughs> yes. But I, I'm like, but as I'm telling people, I'm like, do you remember what happened with every single other video game movie that has ever come out? They're all terrible. <laughs> No, this one is is basically going to be. Um, I, I can. I'll, I'll, this is my surmising of the plot, just from what I know and what I can predict from Fox Studios. Um, Wolverine and most of the mutants have been hunted to extinction. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, and Professor X are in hiding. Um, Professor X, uh, using his his mental powers, finds out that there is another mutant out there that the 
you know, Mr. Sinister has cloned and it's Wolverine using Wolverine's DNA that they took from X-Men Apocalypse. Mm. And it Mm -hmm. is X-23 from the comics, a young girl who is cloned from Wolverine. Yeah. Um, He's going to go rescue her. Right. And uh, fights ensue. And at the very end, she pops out claws and goes to town. Like, that's going to be the big reveal. Mm. Sorry, I ruined it for everyone. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. yeah. Um, I, and I think part of the problem, too, is is that the R rating, you know, Wolverine's going to get to drop that F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that was the whole thing. They were like, well, now that after the success of Deadpool, a runaway yeah. uh, award-nominated uh, <laughs> success of Deadpool. Um, it wasn't nominated. No, we haven't announced the well, Oscars the, yet. Yeah, the Oscars haven't come out yet. I think it'll get a nod for something. Not much in terms of story uh, or acting or anything like that but um it it maybe editing it gets some uh the globes are usually a little bit more uh generous yeah um and they because they can break it up by drama and comedy uh, for whatever weird reason i hope the deadpool song gets nominated for best original song (laughs) the one by uh um a dj what's his name the guy who does all the adult swim stuff oh yeah, yeah i can't no, remember I his name right now yeah i don't remember but yeah he does the bubba fett song that's the mm-hmm. only thing i remember uh but yeah so i i i don't know i every time these x-men things people get so excited about them i'm like dude it's not gonna be good <laughs> and just like x-men apocalypse i think it was the same thing last year i said like it's not going to be good and sure enough it was terrible yeah i uh i was wrong about that one <laughs> I stand corrected. It's all right. Everyone we'll gets- see what I'm going to be wrong about in a year's time uh, from this podcast. Hey, I was wrong about Batman v Soups too. Yeah, um, yeah, you were. So on a, on, a, on our on our rating scale, where are you going to put this one? Can't get as excited as Pat B. Pat, I appreciate your enthusiasm as always and your uh, eternal Hugh Jackman and X Men optimism. But uh, I would. I would catch this one on Netflix. I would go ahead and rent or stream this one to get caught up. Yeah, I'm 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 really torn between TV and Netflix. Um I think in Netflix just because I th- I'm going to go with Netflix just because it's drop it's going the uh, R rating. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to watch it with all the F bombs in it. Yes. So as opposed to watching it on TV where they censor everything. Right. And That's true. maybe we might see a Hugh Jackman naked and that might be a thing too. So <laughs> or Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I wonder if all of him is as bald as his head. <laughs> what did I do that is the carpet match the lack of drapes? <laughs> The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. All right, so next up, we got uh, coming on May 5th, we got GOTG2, ah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Mentally, I completely for- I was like, what comes out in May? I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, James Gunn is bringing the whole gang back together. No yeah. one's missing. Bringing in some new people. Bringing in Baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't quite... Looks adorable. We don't quite around. know what the big the big villain is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that uh, Snake Plissken himself is going to play Star-Lord's dad. Nice. Um, the, he's, he's new to the, to the plot. I, I've, I've been told that uh, Karen Gillan's Nebula will also be uh, a, 
a relatively major character in this one as well. Um, Sly Stallone. S- Oh, yeah, that's right. up at it's some point. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ego the living planet. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a character in the Marvel universe named Ego the Living Planet. Is, or is it, that who he's playing? I I if not, I I hope to God because I couldn't see. I would love to see just a planet going. Oh yeah, I'm gonna play here. I got planetary mass. We also get. Uh, <laughs> I generate my own gravity. <laughs> uh, beloved nerd, uh, heartthrob actor Nathan Fillion. Oh, is he? He old? is playing Simon Williams. Oh. I don't know who or what I, that is. I assume it is also a living planet. Living Simon, planet Simon, Simon Williams. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that a lot of these people are going to have a lot smaller parts. Yeah. Um, this movie looks like it's going to be jam-packed with... It, this This movie might suffer from the more effect, where they're just like, everything that was great in the first movie, they're going to give you a lot more of it. Yeah. Uh, my concern with this one trailer looks great oh the trailer's fantastic uh i i you know i i think as long as they stick with what worked to an extent my concern with this is that it's going to uh what what's going to happen to this is what happened to the pirates of the caribbean movies watching the second pirates of the caribbean movie like no one expected that first movie to be as fun and as successful uh as it was so they were like let's make sequel of course and they decided to do that two-part sequel i was so annoyed i hate pirates of the caribbean 2 so much for doing something that i cannot forgive which is it is it does that thing where it not only brings back all the characters it literally just repeats the same jokes. jokes yeah and it's like ah remember when like he broke like a fu- like a thing that was genuinely funny in the first movie, like the silly moment where the uh, I think it's Orlando Bloom's character breaks the oh, the sconce on the wall <laughs> or whatever it is, and then in the sequel, uh, you know Jonathan's Price's character does the exact same thing, and you're like, oh, remember? And they're like they repeat lines, and like every character comes back. Every character, no matter how minor, has to come back and be worked into the story, and it's like you don't have to do that and it makes me so irrationally upset well i think we could take it's a, been like 10 years and yeah. i'm still angry about I, think we that. T- I think we could take some solace in the fact that we know that guardians of the galaxy 2 is not being filmed simultaneously with guardians of the galaxy 3 <laughs> so they're able to they had they yeah in pirates 2 they stretched right they're not padding they're, yeah they're, they padded so much like the beginning of pirates 2 is so unforgivably boring um that you're yeah. just like ugh. And Pirates 3, by the way, had the unforgivable sin of setting up this gigantic pirate battle with all of these, like, the sh- the ships of the yep. East India Company and all the pirate fleet coming towards each other. And you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing to watch. And they don't show any of it. Mm-hmm. None of it. Mm-hmm. It was so maddening. Um, Those are awful. Yes. <laughs> awful I, sequels. I actually kind of like Pirates 4. I thought it was. I thought it was a much smaller, more... It was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was better than either of the other two, but yeah. I um, not and nowhere near as good as the one first one. Out too, so. I know. There's, With Javier <laughs> Bardem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, yeah, it's. I have a, I have a feeling that it's going to amp up. However, I, and I was explaining this to a friend who's like, I'm afraid we're going to get Baby Groot overload. Like, there's yeah. going to be too much Baby Groot. Like, they're going to play it up like it's like it's a damn Ewok. I think it was mm-hmm. his exact word. And I was like, I have faith in James Gunn more than anything else. 
if he has enough creative control over Guardians of the Galaxy, right. I don't think it will be that bad. And, you know, he graduated from the trauma school, so his sense of humor is very warped. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to rely on a lot of those same jokes. I mean, we even see that in the, the trailer. Um, the, the jokes that are in the trailer are not like, hey, look, remember these? Remember this joke? Remember this joke? These are new jokes. These are funny, you know. Yeah. A lot I of haven't ca- seen that much of it, though. Yeah. So that's, that is... I mean, Rocket is screaming. That's about, like, but that yeah. was all of his character did in the first movie, too. That's true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the I am... But the, his discussion with Groot, with baby Groot, is pretty charming when you, when you, the way that they're doing it. I, I, there's something that there's a charm to these characters and the way that these characters are presented that I really enjoy. Um, I know Drax, he's he taking, he's taking a lot of these characters and pulling them outside their comfort zones, at least from what I saw in the trailers, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. I kind of like that they're moving these characters along and they're developing the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Drax, of course, doesn't understand, uh, well, what not sarcasm, uh, uh, metaphors, but right. you see him like laughing and having fun, which is something he didn't really do in the first movie, and so automatically right. you know, hey, they're taking these characters outside their comfort zones, mm-hmm. they're they're progressing them, um, you know, and uh, uh, of course we have a uh, um, Chris Pratt back as Star Lord, mm-hmm. he's having relationship problems with Gamora, so he's all down as Gamora, who we don't see any of in the previews, so once yeah. again. Marvel loves its women characters. <laughs> yeah, for a movie that supposedly is very, what did James Gunn say? We we not only pass the Bechdel test, we, we drive over it with a car or something like that. I don't even know what that means, but uh, uh, we'll see what that means. I don't know. I hate the Bechdel test. Well, yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Lots, uh, lots It kind of is what it is. Lots of lesbian porn passes the Bechdel test. That's <laughs> all I have to say on that one. It's really, it's like, once you realize that, you're like, oh, this is a measurement of nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, so honor scale for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where are you going to put it? Reservations about... The sequel, uh, hijinks and repeating jokes and <laughs> all that aside, uh, I will say go ahead, go all in and splurge on this one. I'm thinking I'm, I think it might be an IMAX, uh, yeah. an IMAX 3D. Do it up. Just do it. I've, well, I won't watch it in 3D, but uh, everything else. I've regretted not seeing the last two Marvel movies with the uh, I with the 3D, hmm. or at least the uh, Doctor Strange, I regretted not seeing in 3D because yeah. that one looked like it could have been pretty dang cool to see in 3D. Maybe. So I'm giving this one go IMAX 3D, go the whole nine yards because this movie is going to be visually stimulating. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, it might not be gr- like a fulfilling roller coaster ride. <laughs> you might be like, Wee! and then you're like, oh, it's over. <laughs> All right, let's go on another one. Yeah, you know, there's I, you might not be sitting there talking about this movie for months and months and months like we did with the original, but who knows? It could very well hit it. I used to want to save the world. This beautiful place, but the closer you get the more you see the great darkness within. After Guardians of the Galaxy, coming up right away next, we have on June 2nd, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Back to back. 
Very I, different. Yeah. I, actually, I think there's a two-week window in between. But, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman's coming out. The first female comic book character's movie um, since this whole trend started in, like, 2008. Yeah. It's been almost 10 years, and this is the only solo female comic book character movie. That's messed up. It's... <laughs> yeah. That's pretty messed up. That is incredibly messed up. Um, it's, uh, you know, and it's got Gal Gadot uh, re- revi- reprising her roles one Roman, then we let her in Bats v. Soups. Yeah. One of the most enjoyable parts of that movie. Um, she's really only done one movie with Zach Galifianakis since... <laughs> What was it? Oh yeah, what was the movie she I did? Don't know, like I, the neighbors or some stupid uh, yeah, thing like yeah, that. Yeah. No one cared. I didn't see it. No, no one did. <laughs> um, John Hamm was in it though. I'm surprised my wife didn't want me to go see that one. <laughs> um, this is uh, directed by a female and directed by a woman, Patty Jenkins. She dropped out of Thor to direct this one. I think she may have made the right move. I'm not 100 percent sure. This is taking the Wonder Woman story, kind of turning it on its. Uh, kind of shifting it a little bit. You know, Wonder Woman used to be a World War II character. Now she's in World War One, yeah. fighting alongside Captain Kirk himself, Chris Pine. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, fighting the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's been 100 years since World War One, so I guess they could kind of make some stuff like that. I just don't know. Um, I, I, I worry a lot about this movie. This is... Um, I think, and maybe not, um, it, it's entirely possible that, you know, I because they're just going to, the movies do are successful anyway, but yeah. after Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad last year, um, I really think that this is make or break for DC. I know they've got another one coming out, we'll get to uh, a little bit later in the episode, but... For me, and I think for a lot of people, I think this is it. I I don't think we can sit through another. I certainly can't sit through another Batman v Superman. No, no, no. at all. And the people who went back and rewatched that with the extended, where it's like three and a half hours long or whatever, I I I can't. I can't. I don't. I, I it's not gonna happen. You know when a, a comic when a comic book movie series is described as dour. <laughs> You have some issues. Yeah. Um, this could be interesting. A uh, couple. Let's let's look at the let's look at some of the cons first off. Um, one, it's coming off of two crazy movies that are one was god awful and the other one had a ton of problems. I still enjoyed. <laughs> one but was I, awful and one was terrible. <laughs> it had which a, was which? It had a matter. ton of problems. <laughs> I, I really I still enjoyed watching Suicide Squad. I'm not gonna. I won't and lie about that. Yeah. But it was not a great movie by any stretch of the word. Movie. No. Um, it has that same kind of like weird Zack Snyder filter on it, mm-hmm. which. That's not a good sign no. right off the bat. Um, very- well, I don't think that's ever going to go away because that's they want because these movies it's it's kind of like the the Marvel movies all looked the same as well, not yeah. necessarily in a bad way, but because it's like they all exist in the same universe and that's a way to kind of keep them visually consistent. It, I wish everything didn't look so ugly yeah. and washed out, but it's some of the most beautiful, b- bright, colorful comic book character outfits out there, and they just make them look like uh, they're, they're through a bad Instagram filter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the <laughs> you're gonna hear my kid. I my know. Son's... There's a lot of there's a lot of noises in yeah. the background. That's okay. Um, 
We're we're live. <laughs> these are these these are live uh, studio sounds. Live studio sounds. Um, and I okay. So that's one one mark against it. The next major mark against it is the fact that it's uh it's going to be an origin story. Yeah, and those are never fun to sit through. Yeah, it's going to be you know an hour before she's Wonder Woman. Yeah, and you it's, know you know you're going to have a lot of this like Steve Trevor flying to the island. Getting shot right. down over the island, Wonder Woman having to defend him in front of her mother, like Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. It's just like I can't, I can't do this again. I can't, I can't. There's too many origin stories out there, and they all take up an hour of the movie, and you're just like, when is she going to be Wonder Woman? When <laughs> is she going to be Wonder Woman? Yeah, what is going on? It yeah, dri- drives me nuts. Um, so that's another knock against it. Some of the positives, though, um, the cast is good. Yeah. Um, very likable people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chris Pine is a very underrated actor. He was just in that uh, great crime movie this year. Or Hell or High year. Water. Hell or High Water. Really good. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got some acting chops. He's uh, Gal Gadot is adorable. And she looks like Wonder Woman to me now. It used to be Nia Vardalos okay. was my Wonder Woman. It's <laughs> because mm. I need a Greek woman to play Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot <laughs> does a pretty good job with that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and... I think Robin Wright, yeah. uh, David Thewlis. Yeah. And if they go a little bit more magical with like the gods and stuff like that, this could be good. It could be like Clash of the Titans, not the crappy one, but like the good, the good <laughs> the old good fashioned one. one. Yeah. 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 The movie looks like it gives you the trailers give me uh, Captain America vibes. The yeah. first Avenger yeah. uh, Captain America movie, J- just because they're going into Instead of World War Two, it's World War One, but because they're flashing, it's an origin story, but it's takes place in a particular time and place. I would love it if they like did all of the, like the World War Two tropes, but with World War One Germany. So like all of the Germans are like Heil Kaiser, <laughs> you know. And you're <laughs> just, just like, make any wait, sense. this doesn't yeah. make any sense. They're so, running around with like big old like Panzer three tanks, and you're just <laughs> like, what's going on? So it looks like that, and also Thor. Um, which I know we're not big fans of Thor, but maybe to your point about the magic, if it can kind of take that, because they're not superheroes necessarily. They are ancient yeah. Amazon warriors. Yeah. Um, so it fits, and that's the case with Thor. He's not a superhero. He's an ancient yeah. you know, god. He's an alien god. So, alien god. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I could, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this. Here's going to be my my kind of my test for this movie. After I see it, will I want to take my daughter to go see it? Mm-hmm. My daughter will be close to six years old when this movie comes out. Um, she loves seeing movies. Like, will I will go take her to see movies that most kids her age probably would not want to go see um, because she's very into the movie going experience. She likes going to see the movie. She likes watching movies. She likes having heroes that in her life, whether a comic book or otherwise. Um, if this is not a movie I could take my six-year-old to go see, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not in for it. Yeah. Um, this movie should be for girls who are six years old to say like, holy crap, Wonder Woman's amazing. Yeah. Um, or even six-year-old boys to say, but this should be for kids. This, this, like, it's Wonder Woman. This should be for kids. I mean, it should not be how awful Batman v Superman was. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We will see. I am, despite everything that Zack Snyder has done to me personally <laughs> over the last like two years, um, 
I am cautiously optimistic about this movie. Yeah. And I will say, I will not pay IMAX prices for this movie, <laughs> but I will go see it on the big screen and watch it maybe through my fingers, you know, like like it's a scary movie, but just trying to be like how bad, just wincing through the whole thing, like please don't be as awful as I, I fear I, that you might be. One of the things I tried to do some research on was the runtime of the movie that has not been released yet, Oof. at least from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, let, I will put it to you this way. If the movie is under two hours long... Oh, that's that's not going to happen. I know. If the movie is under two hours long, go see it in the theater. If it is over two hours long, watch it on Netflix. I'm go- That's what I'm going to say. Mainly because there shouldn't be three-hour no. superhero movies. It, it's going to be probably, I'll say, at the very least... I'll be pleased if this is under two and a half hours. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, well, let's say under 215, because I think it'll probably be around like 215 to 220, and I'm going to be like, it's going to be an endurance test, and no matter how good it is, you know, I never like to leave a movie with a, you know, with a, my ass numb. Like, that's not what I want. Luckily, all the major theater chains by us have now, in, that's have true. now put in recliners. We've got so, the, big, the big chairs. Thank God. Yeah. For our big, fat American asses. <laughs> this is my chance to prove myself. What's up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away. So next up after Wonder Woman, and of course my phone craps out on me at this time. Uh, I believe it's uh, a little film called Spider-Man. 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 Homecoming. Spider-Man. Or as I like to call it, Breakfast Club with Superpowers. Yeah. Uh, not quite that yet, but it's it's getting there. So this is the big deal. This This is the Marvel movie that pushed back Thor. This is the Marvel movie that where Marvel's well Sony and Disney decided to uh create their Faustian bargain to get Spider-Man into the Marvel universe. Yeah. This is also our sixth sixth Spider-Man movie since the year 2000. <laughs> Jesus. Our third Spider-Man. Well, it's it would be our seventh if you want to include Civil War. Yeah. No, I don't. But like a standalone Spider-Man movie. We have had, yeah, this will be number six in 16 years. 17 years. 17 years. Over 2017, yeah. So, yeah, our six and 17 years. Um, It's, you know, this is, uh, you know, Tom Holland reprising the role that he he started in Civil War. Um, Bringing back Robert Downey Jr. is kind of the the mentor character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and we have as our villain Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Though one of the as, as I as I explained before, it's like why are they making the Vulture a major villain in this movie? Um, you know, uh, he's an old guy who, who has a bird suit on. <laughs> and this one, he's like a jetpack and everything yeah, else. And they're that. gonna yeah. At least he's not he's not that old, but he's 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 up there. He's yeah. pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> and he did play Birdman, so yeah, yeah. Um, so this like Wonder Woman has got some pros and cons for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I pro. 
it's in the Marvel universe, and Marvel has pretty much direct creative control over this movie. Yeah, that's a huge pro. Yeah, um, and the 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 appearance, the introduction in Civil War was one of the highlights of the highlights movie. of yeah. that movie. One of the highlights of the the, the, the highlights superhero of a, movies. Yeah. so far, and, I think. and it was the a highlights, lot of fun. Yeah, and that was a highlight in a movie that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, not one of the stinkers of last year. So you, it's you're like, oh well, this was a, a yeah, yeah. He's a young, funny Superman, uh, Spider Man, Spider Man. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, <laughs> oh, hey, eat my eat my gross ass pizza, full in half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aunt May, you want to go up for a slice? <laughs> you want to go up for a pie? <laughs> I'm order a pie. Order a slice. You wad it up into a ball <laughs> and you shove it up your butt. <laughs> That's how you eat a New York pizza. I know. That's, I swear, that's like the like the only other thing that we could probably like easily transition this podcast into just being a sh- like about pizza, and, and no one would notice. No one would notice. Uh, and Calzones. <laughs> wow. Um, you know this another pro. This movie has amazing talent in it. Yeah. Uh, even including Michael Keaton as yet another forgettable Marvel villain mm-hmm. who you know who will never make a comeback in any other movie. You know, it's it's. That's pretty great. Well, he might. Um, aren't they setting up this whole Sinister Six possibility? Let's not go there. Maybe. Pro- may- who knows? Maybe not. Who knows? But the, um, you know, God bless Michael Keaton. You know, we also got uh, Aunt May, um, Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. God bless Marissa Tomei. Yeah. You should not be attracted to Aunt May in, uh, in a Spider-Man <laughs> movie, but I am. <laughs> sure. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Well, yeah. Well, we don't know quite who, who no. all of those other people are. Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Hannibal hey, Burris Spider Man. Yeah. There Spider- he goes. Spider Man took my pizza. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, but yeah, that's there's right. and, um, another pro. This movie looks like it's it's very high school heavy. You yes. know, it's, it's going to be a, a focus a lot on Peter Parker in high school, which is something that neither of the other two Spider Man series really kind of focused on. You know, that was all. It was all mainly like they always had to rush them through high school. Like, let's get them out. Cause yeah, because they would always cast a thirty-year-old. Spider-Man Toby McGuire was fifty. <laughs> right. They're like, yeah, we can only he can only be believably in high school for so long, and then it's gonna have to be like, now we're dealing with real-world problems, and we need jobs, and what are you doing after graduation? It's like just. State, yeah, let him yeah. be in high school, yeah. and that will be at least different. And it's it's that is very interesting. Um, some of the cons. Um, right off the bat, we get the great scene in the trailer of Spider-Man using the webs to pull two things together like we've seen in every damn Spider-Man movie. Yeah. It's like, I know it's quintessential Spider-Man, but do we need to see that? Other thing, um, the trailer didn't wow me. There was yeah. nothing in the trailer where I was like, oh, I have to see this movie. It was kind of mediocre. It was like mm-hmm. another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, they're not really breaking any new ground on this. Yeah. Um... Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Maybe it's just in the way that you treat Spider-Man that's going to make the movie enjoyable rather than what Spider-Man is doing. Yeah. Um, that that's And then uh, another con is is that even though Marvel has direct creative control, it's still in Sony's court. Yeah. Yeah. And to, just to piggyback off of that, it's I don't care like how 
many changes we're going to maybe see and oh finally marvel gets to i don't i don't i don't need another spider-man movie i don't i don't really care who's spider-man i don't care if he's young or old or if he's if it's spider babies like i don't spider babies (laughs) we make our dreams exactly i don't I don't care. I didn't see either of the Andrew Garfield movies because we weren't doing this podcast at the time and we just never got to them. I've seen them both and they're both pretty bad. I heard that they were not good and I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I didn't need any more. Um, it's just, I'm tired. It's, take a break. Take a break. Yeah, Spider-Man could have been one of those guys who just showed up in the Marvel movie. Like, yeah. hey, Spider-Man's in Thor for some odd reason. He doesn't awesome. need a standalone movie because we've seen five. <laughs> yeah. We've had so many. We know. We know the story. <laughs> I swear to God, if he gets bitten by a radioactive spider, <laughs> I, I don't think that he will because I think because we're coming into this he's already spider-man and this is yeah they're always sequential i don't think we're gonna go back but even if there might be like a flashback or something it's better be so fast and it better be funny and <laughs> it's him going hey i got a spider bite yeah next scene <laughs> yeah it's just ow a little, a little spider like i'm just gonna bite y'all not a radioactive spider <laughs> i uh i just i don't yeah, I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. I, I mean, I do kind of want to see it, and I know we're going to, and we'll talk about yeah. it, and I'll probably enjoy a lot about it. But God, why? And, and, and some why of the, are you doing this to us? Some of the scenes in the trailer, like where he's like his friend sees him in the Spider-Man outfit, and he's like, "No, I'm not Spider-Man." And he's like, "Dude, you're in the wall." It's like this is so cookie cutter that it's not even funny. Like we, we you know, like oh, yeah. someone discovers Spider-Man's identity. So that we can have a portal into his world. Like, we, we don't need that. That's too cookie cutter. That's been done to death. Let's let's move on. Let's do something unique and creative with it. Um, yeah. I like the idea of having Tony Stark in there as kind of like a mentor figure. But how knows, who knows how long he's in that movie for? Yeah. Um, probably a lot. Because Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, yeah. really likes to get his name out there. Um, but aside from that, there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons. Where are we going to rate this one? Uh, I would, I would wait. I know me and I would just wait and I would just end up catching this on Netflix. Uh, whether it'll probably stream, I assume they all will at this point with the Disney and Netflix deal. So yeah. it's like, eh, just stream it in, uh, you know, around Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say see it in theaters. Uh, I'm not going to go the IMAX route, even though I think there could be some amazing IMAX 3D things that could, they could do with it. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is I think that making it smaller with... The high school setting. It's like I don't need to see high school in, in IMAX. Yeah. I work in a high school. I don't need to see <laughs> yeah. high school in IMAX. You know, it, it, it really probably will not work that well. And depending yeah. on the amount that he is Spider Man versus the amount he is Peter Parker, which is always challenging to balance out in these movies, because certain comic book movies like Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, they there is no like secret identity. Going that's a good on. point. And this one, you have to balance out secret identity with, and that's like going to be a, a a major conceit of the movie is going to be, uh, uh, uh is, is balancing out his life as Peter Parker or Spider Man. Every one of the movies is that, so it's going to be in this one as well. Yeah, that's a good point, and actually that takes me to kind of the the that whole thing because. Yeah, they they do that. Especially the Fox movies do that because it's always about like the registry and like getting their the you know the names and identifying the heroes and it's like oh but you can't but yeah the Marvel movies don't haven't done that up to this point no none have, of them do 
No, uh, no to my really. knowledge. No, I don't think so. Weird. I mean, they do. Yeah, I that mean, hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the movie on there. I'm, I'm not gonna go quite saying IMAX. Um, and I, I, you know, once again though, it's a Marvel movie, so there is some spectacle to it that you kind of want to see. So hmm. um, then after Spider Man, after the Spidermans, uh, we have. Uh, Valerian in the world, planet of a thousand worlds, in the city of a thousand planets. That's what it is. Oh, jeez. Um, we coming, talked a little bit about this, this is, at some point. Yeah, this is coming out on the uh, uh, July twenty seventh, twenty first. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna we're gonna talk about this briefly. This is a Luc Besson movie. It's adapted from uh, a French comic book, of course, because it's Luc Besson. Um, it's got. Uh, the the witch girl from Suicide Squad in uh-huh. it, um, Cara Devine, yeah, Cara Devine, Devine, and it's got a Asa, Asa Butterfield, I think is no, the, uh, no, no, that was what I thought. It's Dane DeHaan, oh, okay. um, who was actually the Green Goblin in, in oh, the Amazing Spider Man uh, two. Yeah, they look kind of like brother and sister, which makes it weird that they're lovers in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of creepy. They both have this weird yeah. kind of like eyebrow thing going on that I'm not quite <laughs> sure what's going on. Um, from the previews, this looks like a return to a return to Fifth Element mm-hmm. from Luke Besson, which is awesome because I love Fifth Element as a movie. Sure, not a great movie, but just a visually it's a fun. It's a it's a, yeah. a visually fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun script too. Uh, a lot of great, a lot of great acting choices made in that movie, um, and a very well directed movie too. Yeah, it's good. I I give it a pass. Yeah. Specifically, a multi pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Corbin Dallas multi pass. <laughs> um, so this could be this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. Those those high these kind of I don't know anything about the comics. I don't think you do either, either. But well, um, it's French. It's one of those 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 every it seems like every year roughly we get those like really high sci fi like r- like really just like weird fantasy world sci fi kind of stuff. Like um, last year we got uh, the one with Mila Kunis. Um, Jupiter and Channing Ascending? Tatum. Yeah, that was like that was like two years. Was it two ago. years ago? Yeah. Or th- maybe even three. Uh, I might years have ago caught this, it yeah. two years ago because I I rented it. Um, so I probably caught I'm it like sorry. early 2015. It was bad. That was a bad. It wasn't movie. even like funny bad. No, that was a bad um, movie. It just made no sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we get those, and they're always. I don't. They're never good. I don't know. I mean, Fifth Element is like the a rare exception to yeah. those kind of movies. High high minded like sci fi like that, like that world building. They can't all be that or like Starship Troopers. Oh yes, Starship Troopers. <laughs> Excuse me. I love Starship Troopers. We don't have a sneeze button on our mics. No, but the um, yeah, I, I'm 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 looking forward to this mainly because I trust in Luke Besson. If he directs a movie, it's generally pretty good. If he produces a movie, avoid it at all costs. <laughs> but if he directs it, you know, I give it a try. I enjoyed Lucy. I think that was his last one, right? I think. Yeah, I think he did. He direct that one. Yeah, though. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's always fun, at least, um, and he'll give you something different. Um, he usually gets pretty good performances out of his actors. Um, and he has kind of a really good eye for sci-fi. He's got a very George Lucas eye for like sci-fi, mm-hmm. where it's he has great designs and the aliens look fun and the and their practical effects generally. Um, 
so I, I yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah, and he wrote it as well, yeah. so um, we'll see what he does with it. I don't know if we decide to, if we both catch it and we decide yeah. to talk about it. Um, it yeah, it's, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so on yours, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a Netflix. I, I, I would almost certainly Netflix this or, um, or, or just, you know catch it <laughs> just walk by a, i since i don't have cable i can't really see things like on accident so let's just assume if i say tv that means that i'm in the past and i'm walking by like uh, a wall of tvs in a store uh, storefront window and i'm like oh hey valerian. valerian is playing on all 50 of these little screens i'm gonna i'm gonna put a couch on this one i'm gonna, I'm gonna couch this response and saying that if the reviews are good Go see this in IMAX 3D because this could be an amazing visual movie. Yeah. If the reviews are meh, I'm going to say just wait for Netflix and see if you like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, fair. Yeah. That's a pretty good combination. <laughs> Do, does your daughter want to come down and uh, join us on this one? <laughs> say what movie she's looking, looking most forward to? Yeah. She'd probably say Wonder Woman. All right. So the next big one coming out after uh, Valerian is uh, Thor. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, a little bit of a gap there. Yeah, it's but it's a it's a traditional like end of summer. Like generally there's nothing that comes out in August. I think last year it was Suicide Squad came out in August. Yeah. For us, there's from Valerian comes out July twenty uh twenty first. Thor doesn't come out until the seventh of November. Mm-hmm. November third, sorry. October twenty seventh if you're in the UK. Oh. Lucky you guys. Yeah. Um so this movie was pushed back because of Spider-Man, um, and I think there's, once again, some kind of issues going on. I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. Um, Thor has not been the most successful of the Marvel franchise movies. It has been relatively lackluster. Yeah. <sighs> for one of its big big three. Yeah. Um, they're, they, they're attempting to do some different stuff with this one as opposed to the last one. Um this one's directed by uh, uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, um, from from uh, what we do what in, we the do shadows. in the shadows and last year's pretty enjoyable uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I have not seen that one. It is uh, on Netflix now. It is streaming oh. on Netflix and I believe Hulu as well. It might be just on all the platforms. He's, so it's know, very it, it's very good. It's very funny. Um, it's yeah. not. I didn't like it as much as what we do in the shadows, yeah. but um, it's a good. Uh, good little movie. Good Sam Neill performance. Yeah, and it's you know he he works with the Flight of the Concords guys. He has a very new New Zealand sense of humor, which mm-hmm. is that kind of very reserved. Um, the humor comes from the reaction more yeah. than the the actual joke itself. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, the humor comes from a weird sort of politeness. You know, like. This i this this idea that humor is a violation of the social contract and how do we how do we handle this violation? I don't know if that makes sense to you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, but this one seems like it's taking a lot of its cues from the comic book series Planet Hulk. Or um, yeah, where- I wonder how much of that will actually be the movie though. Like I think that'll be part of it because um, Hulk. And Doctor Strange are both having relatively large roles in this movie, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, now, um, it's it's uh, definitely de- definitely interesting uh, if if what I think is going to happen. So apparently, Thor is going to be on a 
kind of an arena planet where he has to fight other heroes and the Hulk is probably going to be one of those and he's going to they're going to have to work together to escape mm. on this. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not sure what's going on with this at all cuz Yeah. Aside from casting, not a much, not a ton of this has been released. Um, you know, we're very far out. This is almost the end of the year. Yeah, this is kind of like us talking about Doctor Strange last year. Um, but there are some, you know, big casting and there's big cast in this. Uh, yeah, he pulled in a lot of Jeff uh, Australian and, and New Zealand actors, yeah. and and just and Jeff Goldblum's not <laughs> one of those, but Kate Blanchett. Yeah, um, and uh, I think there was another big one. Um, well, Carl Urban, he's not. Uh, oh, Sam Neill Sam is ne- supposed to show up as well. <laughs> Sam Neill shows up. Does he show up as a as as a dinosaur hunter? <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm assuming he does. Clever girl. Yeah, that guy just died. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, so this this could be interesting. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to it a little bit, which I would never say I would say that about a Thor movie. <laughs> I am too a little bit, only because I think that. Bring Taika Waititi on is is a good move. Expanding that cast is a good move. I I I think they're going to go. I think one of two things is going to happen. Either they well, have this, they're bringing in all of these people to really change it up, um, and to kind of distract you a little bit from the Thor yeah. character, despite Thor being like the, the central yeah. character and the name is in the title. Or I what I think is more likely is that. I'd like to think by now Marvel finally kind of has a grasp on Thor as a character. Like, I think at first they didn't really know what to do with him. They were just kind of playing the fish out of water aspect of it. Yeah, which they never did well. Yeah, and then t- and then Thor: The Dark World was just kind of uh, a mess. So it wasn't really about anything. Um, so this one might be. And then uh, I don't know how much of a factor that that weird video that they released after event after uh, Civil War with oh. Thor and his roommate Daryl, like <laughs> a really funny, uh, very silly little short that they did. Um, I would love for that to be the tone of this. Like, if this could just flat out be a comedy, like, with a lot of, you know, it's going to have that Marvel action, you know, action and yeah. adventure element to it. But um, I could see that working really well because what else are you going to do? Like, no one really wants to see that other stuff well, anymore. One of the one of the rumors is, is that um, when Petty Jenkins left to do Wonder Woman... That left uh, kind of in the lurch of what they were doing with Ragnarok, and they kind of scrapped it in favor of a script that they had written for Hulk 2, hmm. but because they don't want to give the money to Universal to distribute a Hulk movie, because Universal still gets to distribute Hulk movies, um, yeah. they, they opted to kind of turn that into Thor Ragnarok, so this is technically more of a hulk movie than a thor movie from what i hear hmm. but i know there's a lot of i'm sure there was a lot of rewriting to make the make it more thor centric thor centric i don't know how that works yeah uh but who knows i mean with the with the addition of doctor strange to it it could be a, a fascinating mm-hmm. movie with a yeah. lot of fun performances that troubles me too though only because like that can't that announcement feels very retrofitted like the movie, like Doctor Strange came out, did fine, um, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, okay, oh he's gonna have a bigger role." You know, it feels like they were like, "Let's fit him in more," and that means could, rewrites. It could be, could not. Who knows? Well, I don't know. It's still so far out. Yeah, it is. Um. So yeah, that's uh. Well, 
And plus, we get Jeff Goldblum finally in a Marvel movie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, kind of wish he was playing a little bit of a bigger part or a, a, a more lasting part. Uh, how, 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 do you, how, how do you say that, Hammer's name? Uh, M- M- Mjolnir? No. <laughs> it's Mjolnir. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Mjolnir, I love it. <laughs> great, great uh, name for a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then finally for the end of the year, um, the the big cap to our superhero year, <sighs> Justice League. Or the Just Us League. <laughs> that's what I, I like to keep calling it. <laughs> um this movie will be a mess. Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, with Thor, um, it's so far out, I really can't say, but I'm assuming I'm going to say movie. See it in the theater. Um, I'm not gonna oh, say, I'm yeah, yeah, we glossed over that. Um, yeah, I, I'll say that, too. Why not? I, I think the Marvels almost always get a get a theater pass, yeah, the I, official ones. I would, I would almost go Netflix because it's a Thor movie. Yeah. But... Uh, Let's it's, do it's, it. It's Let's got, see. It's got an interesting kind of change you're veering and once it. we finally see something of this movie and know a little bit more about it that could change yeah but that's what we'll say based on the fact that this movie comes out in 11 months yes <laughs> or 10 um, months but we can talk about justice league um i assume literally the entire movie is going to be that scene that we saw in the trailer where the the, the early teaser where they're like introducing it or it's just Batman kind of going around. Hey, you and like, the Justice League. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to Justice assume League. that the movie is that for two hours. I like that our year starts with a Batman movie and it ends with a Batman movie. Yeah. So it's, like, it's bat ending the uh the the year. Yeah. Um So we're getting um we're getting all of the superheroes back. Henry Cavill's coming back. You know, Superman's dead, according to Batman v Superman, in one yep. of the most dumbest maneuvers ever in the history of filmmaking. Right. Um, we have Gal Gadot coming back as Wonder Woman. Uh, um, the kid from she'll be busy this year. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. That that the Ezra Miller is going in as the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, who's who's playing Cyborg? The one that no one remembers. <laughs> I already don't remember. I have I have problems with Cyborg being a main character in Justice League. I know DC's been pushing it, but you and I know the reason why they're doing it is because they want a strong African American character. His name is Ray Fisher, and he has not been in much. He's a stage actor, best okay. known for uh, being in a comedy of some sort. Yeah, the um, we get Willem Dafoe. Yeah, uh, but I mean, and Ciaran Hines is rock band Steppenwolf. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> we can find. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on the Justice League ride? <laughs> Justice League ride. Jesus. Um, we're not drinking. I actually, I promise. No, we're not. Um, yeah. Part of the problem is, is that the inclusion of Cyborg. You're kind of like, oh, we need. And DC wants a strong African American central character in the Justice League, which is great. Which except is fine. Which Very is good. fine. Except they're. Green Lantern, who is a more traditional member of the Justice League, Cyborg, not a traditional member of the Justice League. He's a member of the Teen Titans. Um, Green Lantern, uh, um, uh, um, John Stewart, not the host, former host of the Daily Show. There was a character named John Stewart who was an African American Green Lantern, a fantastic character, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, we don't want to do that. Or you know, we could, <laughs> or we could make the you know the Flash African American, or you know, we could. Make Batman sure. Right. We could do lots of other stuff, but no, we're going to shoehorn a character into the Justice League who's never traditionally in the Justice League just because 
why not? These are the kind of terrific decisions <laughs> that you can expect from the Zack Snyder-led DC Cinematic Universe. I, exactly. And it's, I mean, I, it's not necessarily his fault. That's more DC's direction, I bet you. Because DC has been pushing hard for Cyborg to be in the Justice League for a while now. Yeah. Um, they did it yeah. in the comics. They do it in the cartoons quite a bit. But it's just, it's kind of a little obnoxious because I'm like, you know, this isn't like... I know a big chunk of this is like, oh, little kids are going to go see this movie. They're used to seeing Cyborg in the Justice League now because they read the comics so much. <laughs> right. Um, so let's do that. But at the same time, you're like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are in their early 20s who grew up on Justice League cartoon that had uh, Hal Jordan in it, uh, uh, that had Jon Stewart in it as Green Lantern. I'm like, you should be doing this instead yeah. of this this far off Green Lantern movie that you say you're going to do, but once the failure of Justice League to produce as much money as you want it to do <laughs> forces you to reboot this entire nonsense uh, experiment that you've done, um, it's like it's not even going to happen. Yeah. Um, the trailer tried to make it like, hey, remember all? Of, remember we're is we're going to be way more fun than Batman v Superman? Trust me, trust yeah. me, trust me. We get the white stripes now. <laughs> I think I think it was white stripes, right? Uh, maybe Seven Nation Army, was. probably. Maybe. Um, I don't remember. I watched it the once and then was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and we're getting Aquaman too. Yes, Cal uh, Drogo himself is Aquaman. <laughs> exactly. I'm cool because I got tattoos and I swim. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about Aquaman beyond <laughs> Super <laughs> Friends <laughs> and the Dave Chappelle sketch <laughs> from Doctor Cats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Aquaman is is going to be a major player, but he's standoffish because. He's in the water because <laughs> he has a. Chip. I don't want to join your your land squad. <laughs> he has a wet, soggy chip on his shoulder. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> waterlogged. Yeah, um, they got an uphill battle. They really do. I mean, okay, so let, uh, some pros. Let's give let's give this the, the benefit of the doubt. It's not going to be two movies. <laughs> it's not going to be two movies. Um. One, Henry Cavill is definitely not playing a main part in this. Um, Henry Cavill's Superman, which could be really good because I really like Henry Cavill as an actor and I like his look as Superman, but he's just written terribly. Um, Bat, uh, Affleck's Batman is taking a much larger role. I love Affleck's Batman. Hmm. Um, I, I love Affleck. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think he has a, a deeper appreciation for that character than a lot more people give him credit for. Um just because I, as, as I followed his career and, you know, he's friends with Kevin Smith and, you know, they talk a lot about that, like, yeah, Affleck knows his Batman. Yeah. Um, I love Gal Gadot. Ezra Miller's Flash, at least from the preview, seems pretty good. Um, you know, I can't, I'm we'll so used, I'm yeah. so used to the Grant Gustin. Yeah. Flash, the, the adorable, Adora Flash. Um, <laughs> yeah. That it's kind of hard to, to go otherwise. Right. And the, uh, um. Yeah, so, I mean, Cyborg is just like, who? <laughs> oh, right, right. It's just like, yeah, and then there's a dude who's also kind of a robot. Kind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Justice League with Superman and Batman and a robot guy. <laughs> it's like like a little kid describes, like, <laughs> so, so, 
so so Timmy, could you describe the Justice League to me? Yeah, so you got Superman and Batman, and they team up with their best friend Wonder Woman, and <laughs> President Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and a guy who's kind of a robot, <laughs> and he has dinosaur arms. <laughs> and they fight Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Ernst, my kindergarten teacher. <laughs> um, so that way I don't have to do any homework. <laughs> Great, Timmy. Great. Great. This is going to be like that movie that's in theaters right now, that Monster Trucks movie <laughs> okay. that was written, that was pitched by a studio executive, a now fired studio executive's four year old son. Um, the movie where there's a monster in the truck and it's called a monster truck. <laughs> you know what though? I would have, I probably would have greenlit that that <laughs> that pitch too because I'm like, people know monster trucks. What My, if the monster truck had a monster in the, in the truck? truck? Exactly. I would have been like, you know what? It'll make back its budget. <laughs> Oh, that that was their problem. Is they assumed it would make back its budget, even if its budget was like a hundred and twenty million dollars. Well, that was, yeah, that, that they was a, spent yeah. on it. Yeah, that was a little. The high reviews for that are not good. No, I would imagine that. <laughs> Poor MacGyver. Yeah, first he gets killed in X Men. Uh, well, that's apocalypse. what everyone's making fun of is the fact that he is like twenty six and he looks every day of it, <laughs> and he's supposed to be a high school kid, yeah. and it's the saddest, funniest thing. <laughs> It's like first he gets killed in X Men Apocalypse, then he gets cast as MacGyver. Now he's in Monster Trucks. He looks like the bad guy from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the that's oh. Anna, well, we didn't so say Justice what we League. think about this one, and I am gonna like you did with uh, Valyrian, the Sky World of Tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, um, I am going to uh, couch this in saying, if Wonder Woman is good, then go see Justice League in the theaters. If Wonder Woman is as bad as it very well could be, because all of these movies have been so bad, um, then don't even, don't just skip it. Skip it all together. Don't even mess around with this movie. Let this movie just happen. Shake your head and sigh at all the poor bastards who go see it anyway. And you will just sit at home with your feet up and watch, I don't know, go see Thor again, maybe. I don't know, just to just to really screw them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Netflix. Um, this is it's a very odd turn for me. Main reason, Snyder's directing it. Yeah. Um with Snyder directing it, it is the the biggest con I could possibly have that would knock it down from seeing it in the movies. However, if reviews are good, I might change it. You know, if like if like the 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 front running reviews are like, hey, this isn't as bad as everyone thought, <laughs> which, yeah. which is probably the best thing that any review could possibly say about the Justice League movie. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, cool. But Snyder has no respect for anything in the genre. He has very little respect for his actors. He is all uh, style versus substance. Um, I, I I would say if you're interested in it, see it on Netflix. Yeah. Because there is, or I might even say just wait for it to come out on, on TBS because there might be nothing in this movie worth watching. It, I mean, but, you know, I st- there's, there's some positives to it, but still it's like Snyder directing is not a good uh, not it's a good gonna sign. be quite the juggling act. Yeah. Like if this is gonna be 
if this is supposed to be their Avengers, you know, Avengers came out four years after the first Iron Man. They were able to work in most of the characters at that point. Um, we had seen pretty much all of them. We kind of knew where everyone was yeah. coming from, and it was really fun. Finally, we get to see them all together and fight. This, we were introduced to Superman for two movies now. We got Batman in a movie that was really bad. We saw Wonder Woman kind of in that movie, and we got to see the rest with, like, YouTube and clips. the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a scene where she, like, saw them on YouTube or something, and I was like, what? What is happening? Why is this a real movie? <laughs> I don't know. And that's the introduction we've gotten so far. So yeah, this is this is not a great way to end the this the the year with comic book movies. This is this is going to be a mess. Yeah, and I I am de- deathly afraid of this movie. It's just how big of a mess. Like, will it be an enjoyable <laughs> sloppy mess, or will it be? My answer, uh, yes. Yeah, the, the the other one, the bad kind of mess. Yeah. The yeah, I think that's a great thing. It's like what type of mess will this be? <laughs> right. Um so there you go. Um you know, we got a little bit more time, so there's just a couple more movies that I, I wanted to talk about. These are not these are no official dates or anything, but they are tangentially comic book related and I think they could be interesting. They are probably gonna be very low release. Uh well uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle won't be a, a low. That'll be a big re- one. That be was a- kind of a surprise hit, uh, um, and it was a little it- bit of a sleeper hit. I don't think I don't know how that did in theaters. I feel like people caught that later. That was one of those word of mouth movies. I think one of the biggest detriments to it was that you know it the movie seemed like it was a movie starring a really obnoxious teenage British kid, a chav, and <laughs> yeah. it was, but it ended up turning into a, a relatively interesting, fun deconstruction of a spy movie. Um, it was very fun. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson made some really, really weird choices in that movie, but it was still relatively enjoyable. It had great action scenes. Uh, Matthew Vaughn directed it. You know, uh, the guy who did who did Stardust. Yeah. Um, Stardust, some X-Men movies, all that kind of nonsense. You know, we have Michael Caine in there. Yeah, and it it was fun, and so we're gonna get the sequel to it now, The Golden Circle. It's got Julianne Moore in it. Um, sure, Taron Egerton's coming back after his after his success in the animated movie Sing. <laughs> he played a gorilla. Um, we also get Halle Berry, Halle and Berry, Channing Tatum, and Channing Tatum, and Jeff Bridges. <laughs> it's it's an all star cast. Yeah, um, it it could be very good. And it, Elton John, apparently, according to what I'm looking at right now. Well, the bitch is back, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do a slow motion fight scene in a church to Rocket Man. <laughs> to Rocket Man, yes. <laughs> Not Saturday night's all right for fight. That would be too on the nose. That'd be too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, it should Rocket be Man. Rocket Man. Um, actually, if the entire movie was sco- was like done with just Elton John's songs, I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, not enough movies do that. Yeah, I, I like just. Pick, I agree. Just pick one, one artist, one artist, do, and yeah. just do that. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking tentatively looking forward to that one. That one's a, that one's a good one. Um, I was kind of sad that I didn't see the first one in the theater, but I caught it on Netflix and I enjoyed it really a lot on Netflix. So this one, you know, might be another like catch it on Netflix or go see it in the theater, depending. Maybe if it's a slow weekend, and I got no kids, I'll go see it. <laughs> um. The next up, we got two smaller ones. We got uh, Wilson. 
Wilson. Have you heard about this one? No. Is that this about is, uh, this is an anime the the, the, the volleyball from uh, Castaway? Yes. No. This is an animated one. There's a lot of animated movies that are coming out, but they're not necessarily going to be theatrical releases. I don't know if this will be a theatrical release. This is actually an adaptation of Daniel Klaus' uh, graphic novel of the same name. Uh, Daniel Klaus' Ghost Worlds of Ghost oh, World fame. Okay. Sure. Um, this is kind of an adaptation of a guy who's uh, it. This comic was very. Interesting. It was like one panel strips that all had like an overarching theme to them. This guy finds out his wife is cheating on him and um, he gave and she had a daughter with him 17 years ago while they were broken up and she gave the daughter away for adoption. So it's about him reconnect trying to reconnect with this daughter. Ah. Um, it's going to be very. And she has powers. No, there's no superhero powers in this. At oh, all. Hmm. this is one of those comic books. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. You know that your English teacher tries to make you read. Right. So wait, the mouse are the Jews and the Nazis are cats? <laughs> I figured that's where you were going with that. <laughs> it's like, I get it, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> we well, see the mouse are a symbol. What are they a symbol of? Mice. I mean, but aren't cats like biologically driven to kill <laughs> mice? Are you saying that the are are you are you forgiving the Nazis? <laughs> Are you making excuses for the Nazis? Are you saying they couldn't help it? No, we're saying... I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> There's no wrong answers in interpretation of art. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, kid. You get an F. <laughs> that's how I teach English. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it could be interesting, and I, I know it would it would be interesting to someone like you, who definitely yeah. would like to take a palate cleanser from I, the mess of Batman v Superman. I love a palate cleanse. Um, there's a, uh, finally, the last thing that I kind of wanted to mention was, uh, there's a documentary coming out. Oh. I don't know, I haven't heard anything about a release for it yet, I've only heard this announced. Um, the documentary is being made called Miller's Justice League Mortal. Okay. It is a documentary about the failed attempt to make the Justice League movie from, uh, to, from the mid-2000s <laughs> by George Miller. Oh, okay. The guy who did Mad Max and sure. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, there was apparently a Justice League movie that was supposed to be made. Um, Arnie, Ha Arnie Hammer was supposed to play, uh, Batman. Uh, it was all cast out. It was ready to go and it just kind of fell through. Um, huh. and it, it, it failed to, to materialize. I think it was the failure of Green Lantern that kind of killed it. Um, but I, I love documentaries like that. I love yeah, documentaries sure. about about films that could have been one of mm -hmm. my favorite documentaries that I saw last year. It came out two years ago. Was Jodorowsky's Dune? Yes, um, very uh, good. Lost in La Mancha is another great movie, very similar theme. Mm -hmm. um, whatever happened to the Man of Steel? Um, the the documentary about uh, the the lost Tim Burton Superman movie. Yes. I like those type of documentaries, mm -hmm. and this could be kind of fit into that that kind of genre of it. Interesting, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. That kind of tangentially. Um, there's a couple other movies I'm just going to mention briefly. Uh, Bloodshot is a movie based upon a Valiant comic. It's coming out by Sony. It probably will not be good. <laughs> One of those like forgotten, like the kind of Uwe Boll like yeah. uh, video game movies that he always makes. Yeah, uh, that no one pays attention to. I, this I don't know. This might be Sony trying to start up another superhero kind of like universe. In and of themselves, in the Valiant yeah. comics. So we might get Bloodshot, Exo Man of War, Harbringer, uh, Solar Man of the Atom. <laughs> I don't I don't know who else I could add. Turok Dinosaur Hunter, I think was under ah, that license. Nice. Uh, that's coming out. There's also an adaptation of the 
graphic novel Lumberjanes, which is uh, about a bunch of girls who go to kind of a, a, a camp, like a Girl Scout camp, some, like where a lot of mysteries are going on. I don't know too much about it, but I know it has a lot of positive press. I like the the sound of that. You just like the term <laughs> lumberjane. I do. Um, yeah, so that's that's the kind of our year in comics, um, the comic book movies. Can't and, wait. Yeah. Talk. I believe that an enemy is coming from far away. I'm looking for warriors. This stranger. Others like him. I'm building an alliance to defend us. It's very important that I see this man. All right, so we're going to do our uh, kind of three movie moments of the year. Uh, Kevin has his divided up a little bit uh, to something special. Um, and uh, I'm going to chime in. I really I didn't get to see as many movies this year as I wanted to. I, I spent most of this year catching up on a lot of stuff from 2015. Sure. So um, so I, I, I've seen a couple things, and I'll just chime in on a, a couple cool things that I really like from 2015. 16 as well. So Yeah, so I, I my if I had to pick kind of three um, movie moments, I guess they're my favorite. They're not really uh, ranked in any meaningful way, but um, three that, that stood out to me. Um, well, first, I'll actually just uh, throw a bone to um, ourselves and our own podcast and our listeners and actually say that one of my favorite movie scenes of the year was the great big uh, airport <laughs> fight in Captain America Civil War. I mean, that was pretty much the Civil War, yeah. <laughs> more I mean, or less, that happened. Was, it was an incredibly well done Avengers movie that wasn't Avengers 2. Because uh, Avengers 2 was terrible. Right. This was the real Avengers 2. This was 2. the real Avengers 2, and it was incredibly well done. A great build-up to it. Lots of small moments inside of a big fight. Mm-hmm. Done incredibly well. Um, introduction to Spider-Man. It was like, hey, Spider-Man! Yeah. And it was very funny. Um, you laughed in the right spots. Yeah. It was just... It was expert, like, big-budget blockbuster hollywood filmmaking absolutely and i I completely concur with that i i uh i civil war was a great movie and it might even be like the top movie that i've seen this year Mm -hmm. it it wasn't an ex like a super memorable movie but i think just in terms of craft and what i saw in the movie i was like this is just very well done movie and i i think the 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 great meme this year the one that i really like is is that um, with the Winter Soldier, where they kept saying stuff like "Banana Echo November," right? right. You know, June, uh, HP Lovecraft, and then he just be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Right, yeah. yeah." That's I, I really like that, and I loved that the 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 inclusion of like a a lot of smaller heroes into the film as well, and I think I just think it, it's well done. If they if they can do that with Thor Ragnarok. I think we'll be in good hands. Yeah, I think they learned. I'd like to think they learned a lot uh, from that and what worked about that. And I think they're we're in good hands. I think for for the time being. Yeah, they're not going to stop making Marvel movies anytime soon. Um, probably for like the next you know decade at <laughs> least. Um, but you know, if they if they can be enjoyable, um, couple a year. With scenes like that, I, I think we'll be in good shape. Okay, what's your next one? Um, 
So another one, I want to say my hands down funniest and probably favorite scene of the year. Um, and you'll see this on a lot of the the year, you know, year in film sort of recap lists. Um, if you have not seen Hail Caesar, um, I like it a lot. I think every Coen Brothers movie you kind of have to watch twice. Um, I actually just rewatched Burn After Reading, uh, which I hadn't seen since I caught it, since it came out. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2008. Um, really liked it. It was really great. And I was like, I get... It takes a second viewing to kind of get what they're doing in a particular movie because they take so many cues from genres. And um, Anyway, if you have not seen Hail Caesar... Um, the by, which, by the way, the, the Burn After Reading is a small screen movie. That is a movie you watch at home. Uh, it was not a theater movie. It was not. There was nothing beautiful about that to see on a big screen. It was a very small story sure. that you should have watched at home, where you could pay a little bit more attention to what's going on yeah. in the comfort of your home. And I think you would have enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of people did. Yeah, I, I right. It was underappreciated by me and I think everyone. Um, yeah. And I was glad that I rewatched it. I think it's on Netflix. Um, it's easy enough to catch. So it has um, John Malkovich in it. It does, and everyone's really great. But. Um, Hail Caesar, uh, which I do want to rewatch. I have not caught up with again. We saw it in the theaters when it came out um, back in like February. It's been out for a while now. Um, the key scene, everyone's favorite scene in that movie, is when uh, is between Alden Ehrenreich, who will be playing uh, young Han Solo. Yes. Um, so everyone will know him pretty soon. Um, he plays this like. Um, it's about classic Hollywood, and they pull in a lot of people who are clearly based on like other. So he plays that like singing cowboy yeah. in every one of those kinds of movies with like the whistling and the lasso tricks, and it's really, really nice, um, really nicely done. The way they kind of pull in all this stuff. If you're a fan of um, a lot of old movies, and there's a really hysterical scene. Uh, just go and see that um, in which. Ray finds as this very posh director, he has been cast in this like chamber drama, <laughs> you know, of like manners basically. And he's clearly very miscast, but he's like doing a studio, the studio a favor. And he's trying to get him to say a line. Uh, and you know what? I'll just let it play. Say your line exactly as I'm about to, just as I'm about to do. Sure. Okay. With the tattoo so simple. Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? My dear boy, why do you say that? Why do you say twer? Well, you should say it like I said. Yes. Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? Watch my mouth. Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? Keep your head still. Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? Would the detour so simple? I'm trying to say that, Mr. Lawrence. Lawrence? Hmm? I thought a minute ago it was Lorraine. No, we can use Christian names, my good dear boy. Lawrence is fine, just as I call you Hobie. Okay. So, would the tattoo so simple? Would the tattoo so simple? Would the tattoo so simple? Trippingly. Would the tattoo so simple? Trippingly. No, don't say trippingly. Say the line trippingly. So, that's clearly, far and away, my favorite uh, scene of the year, movie moment of the year. Definitely the funniest. Um, Hail Caesar, actually, uh, it's kind of special to me. Um, not a huge fan of it, but uh, I feel kind of bad saying that because uh, the big dance number with Channing Tatum, uh-huh. uh, 
my friend who I went to high school with and college with and did many plays with and hung out with a lot, uh, Marco Sochoa, was the uh, the drunken sailor in that scene. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, so that was like his his big break. He's been in the movies for a while. He's done a lot of. He usually does a lot of like uh, Spanish language films. Okay. In Mexico, he, he's uh, he's big with the Mexican American uh, acting community out there. But he got that big scene. He's a song and dance nice. man. Has been his entire life. And I, I feel kind of special because me and him both learned how to dance together. So it's like, ah, ah so you're like, see what I did? See what I did? I, I could have done that. <laughs> look, what, look, look, look what I did. Yeah. If I was a five foot three Mexican kid, I could do that too. <laughs> Instead of a six foot tall. Yeah. You know. it's, anyway, it's, very, yeah. it's a good movie. It's, it's yeah. not, I think, among the Coen's best, but I think it's it's very good. It, it makes my list. I want to say it's somewhere in maybe my top fifteen or twenty of the year, which is um, yeah. doesn't sound impressive, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. Well, I'm gonna, I'll throw in I'll throw in a, a a scene that I think probably would make a lot of lists this year, and it's relatively newer. Um, the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One. Sure. Um, just completely redeems Darth Vader after three terrible, terrible prequels where he whines about sand. Yeah. Um, you get to see, first of all, in Rogue One, Darth Vader really does steal the show from his initial introduction where he gives a terrible pun and chokes out credit. Where it's like, <laughs> yes. you're like, the, the what you watch it, you get kind of mad. You're like, Darth Vader should have made a pun. And then you're like, <laughs> Darth Vader made a pun. <laughs> like, that's what Darth Vader would do. It's like, it's old school villainy. And I like that. Um, and then he, of course, when he's, um, when they're trying to get the plans of the Tantive Four, when Holly Hunter's trying to get the tapes, um, yeah. he, he just bursts. <laughs> and, and like, the second you see that lightsaber ignite, you're just like, oh, this is going to be good. And then yeah. he like, they give you everything you want there. It's and crazy. It's, it's one of those things. It's one of those times where it's like you you desperately want something to like like that to happen, and then they give it to you, and you feel satisfied at the end of it. Yeah, with that that scene in particular, that that sequence right there. So I have one more that I want to talk about. I'll talk about it really briefly um, because I don't think enough people are talking about it, um, and I really hope that the song gets an Oscar nomination because it didn't get a Golden Globe nomination for Best Song, and I think that that was a huge oversight. Um, it's a movie that's streaming on Netflix, um, uh, a musical sort of... I guess it's a musical. It's definitely a musical film. Sing Street. Okay. Really great. Oh, okay, I know Sing I Street. I liked yeah. the heck out of it. You That's a that's a Kevin movie. Flawed, um, but very fun, and... My other, besides the uh, the Alden Ehrenreich scene in Hail Caesar, I have to say the Drive It Like You Stole It is the name of the song. Um, that scene in it, it's great because um, that movie was one Carrie Mulligan away from getting like the Kevin movie of the year. I know. <laughs> oh, if she was in that. Um, <laughs> No, it's really good. It's really, it's a really fun, uh, sweet little movie. It's John Carney who did uh, Once, which I actually never saw, so I had Oof. no frame of reference like for that. Um, I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of people liked it. Um, he had another one that I think people didn't like as much. But anyway, it's about this kid, and they start this band um, to impress a girl. Very straightforward. That's what I think every John Carney movie is actually about. Um, and this scene is sort of like the, the sort of the key moment of the film it's kind of the center piece i guess where they're practicing they're rehearsing this song that they're going to play at the prom and it's this fantasy sequence that he has um where they perform it and it also earlier because it takes place in like 1985 um 
they bring up Back to the Future. They make reference to it. They actually they either go to see it or they're about to go see it. And obviously that impacts, you know, yeah. there's a very sort of my, Marty McFly playing the, yeah. the, the dance vibe to it. And it has this great sort of fantasy. And the song is really good. I mean, it's a throwback kind of synth pop sort of a thing which if you don't like that then you probably won't like the song but kevinsky did the soundtrack he did not (laughs) i would have said tangerine dream actually was made in 1985 yeah um no really fun and that's also streaming on netflix um in the u.s so if you're here and you've got the netflix which i assume you do um definitely check that out if you haven't seen it um mine is kind of my my last kind of thing i'm just going to mention is kind of a cheat uh, for multiple reasons. One, the movie came out on December 30th, 2015. So okay. technically, I think I saw it in 2016. That's okay. Um, second of all, it's not a specific scene. It's something that happened during watching of a movie. <laughs> okay. And it was me and you had went and saw The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there watching the movie, and we're all kind of like, me and, me and Kevin are really excited to do it. And all of a sudden, the movie starts up, and I... I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm I'm slowly the gears are turning in my head, and I said, I th- I said, holy crap, this is a locked door mystery. This yeah. isn't a, a cowboy movie. This is or a, a revenge western. This is a locked door mystery. And once I made that realization, the movie became a thousand times better. And I think a lot of people did not like that movie because they did not realize that what the genre Tarantino yeah. was playing in. And it's one of those great things that, you know, I watch a ton of movies, and so does Kevin, and. We, you know, what's like, why do we watch all these movies? You know, like, yeah, there's the art to it and there's the enjoyment factor to it. But there's also like you build up this library in your head of like mm-hmm. what you've seen and what you can reference and what you can pull in when you're seeing a movie. And it was one of those times where all of that just came together, like Tarantino, Locked Door Mystery, Morricone is essentially doing a lot uh, an Agatha Christie score during the entire yep. movie. Um, the people are acting like Agatha Christie characters, and it's like all kind of meshed together in my head. And I was like, "Yeah, oh my god, this movie is so much better than everyone is giving it credit for because yeah. of this." And right? It was that that was like it's because I think the opening scene and it's got that great score, and it's like these really low notes, and it yeah. sounds like something from a from a you know a mystery. Yeah. Um, and I think it's got it actually opens with that moment where yeah. the car pulls up to the the house, yeah, which is or something or like a wagon, like a, yeah, or it's something like, like it's that. a carriage, it's yeah. a you know horse pulls away. up. Yeah. I think that's Stage how coach. it actually that's the word opens, or it opens, or that happens. That happens slightly maybe later into the movie, but you're yeah. like, that's how these always start. start, and that's what you're seeing is the people arriving, and then they're getting into you know the mystery well it always like those things always start with the introduction of the detective where he can show his detective abilities Mm -hmm. and that is uh samuel l jackson's character along with you know so but you don't really know who the detective is who's not i mean he does play in that genre a little bit Mm -hmm. and then finally when you get to the when the snowstorm is coming genre mashup definitely when they started talking about the snowstorm that's when it clicked because yeah. that's exactly what happens in Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. where which is what it takes a lot of its. Uh, stuff now I'm from. gonna I'm gonna th- I know you said that this is you acknowledged that this was a cheat, yeah. but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, blow it up completely uh, out of the water for you. We actually saw this the day after Christmas in 2015. Was it 20? Was it two, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but it was a, it was essentially a 2016 movie. Yeah, by the time most people saw it, it was yeah. definitely January. But we, had, a, we had probably already done our year in review for 2015. We probably yeah, did, yeah. yeah. So I don't think we we were able to do that. Yeah, but yeah, that was definitely like I remember sitting there on my 
stewing on that in 2016. And I just rewatched it recently. Oh, okay. Um, and it still still holds up. It's a, it's long. That's the biggest problem yeah. with it. Is it's, but those Agatha Christie ones are long. Murder on the Orient Express is like six hours long. The Albert <laughs> Finney version. <laughs> and then at the end, everybody did it. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. God damn. Who's the killer? The entire cast is the killer. <laughs> Including Sean Connery. All right. Uh, so that's about it. Go to PlanetArbitrary.com for your Planet Arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... At K. White Says. You can like our Facebook page, Game... Wait, what am I saying? Planet Comic Book Logic. <laughs> I do that all the time. The wrong one. Yeah. Um, the best way you can help out the podcast is like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. You can also listen to our sister podcast, the Game Classy Podcast, which is all about tabletop gaming. Yeah. Uh, Past Retro Video Game Review Podcast, a.k.a. Play On, which is all about Nintendo Switch and guys drooling all over it. Um, there's also a new one been added to our, our roster, Weeb Town. Yeah. Which is all about uh, all things Japan, as through the eyes of two suburban white kids. Sure. So it's 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 a fun listen. Uh, so, Kevin, until next time. Um, actually, I inadvertently looked up murder. I was looking up murder on the Orient Express. Um, I've seen it, and we were just talking about it. There's a 2017 movie version, a remake of Murder on the Orient Express. Did you know this? There's a new one coming out in November. There's a new one, and guess who's playing Hercule Poirot? Uh, uh, Bob Hoskins? Wait, no, he's dead. He's very dead. (laughs) Gerard Depardieu. Thor director, Kenneth Branagh. (sighs) Daisy Ridley, Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz, Michelle Pfeiffer, Josh Gad... Willem Dafoe, Michael Pena, Judy Dench, Lord, Leslie Odom Jr., Dame Judy Dench. Okay, you're right. I know. I think (laughs) you you always you always get on me for not saying the uh... (laughs) the, the, their proper titles. All right. So anyway, yeah. No, I guess that's all I have. Can we um, murder on the? Can we make sure that we talk about that one? I (laughs) I love Agatha Christie. I love Hercule Poirot. That is going to be a mess unless it's a space train going through. through outer space, and it's murder on the Intergalactic Express. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't Doctor Who do that? Yes. Comic. Logic. Logic. <laughs>